find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, and you are listening to the world's greatest podcast. Yes, indeed. This is the award-winning Behind the Baller podcast. I am your host, the Korean Liam Neeson, a.k.a. the Washed Lord, a.k.a. the Korean John Cusack, a.k.a. the Forrest Gump of hip-hop. And for those in the know of that real Korean shit, I'm also known as Odesu. Welcome to all the new listeners of the show. Our numbers are up as they should be. This again is the world famous BTB podcast produced by none other than the Dust Brothers, Miles and Jordan. With original music by Lakey Lake and my theme song by Illegal Cartel. Yo, we got a great show. For real, for real. On today's episode, we will be discussing scammers, okay? Yes, scumbags, scam artists, pieces of shit that prey on the weak. We have low-key collaborated with my new favorite IG page, at Baller Busters, okay? And they'll be on the show later answering a few questions, okay? I finally jumped on Dogecoin, jumped on the Dogecoin train. To the moon, all right, fuck it, why not? A new season of Last Chance You just hit Netflix, and this time it's a local college with ties to the Korean John Cusack, all right? Justice for Monique Munoz, get into that in a little bit. I'm giving away iced out keys courtesy of Remy Martin, and I just got added to the beta version of Spaces on Twitter, which is like Clubhouse. But we did just do our first live podcast on Clubhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get this show started. Once again, this is the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. Mr. Miles, Mr. Jordan, let's begin. So just because you're a nice guy and you tell everyone, have a nice day, you know, and you give motivational words like, in it to win it, you can do it too. It doesn't mean you're not a cunt, right? Just because you're a positive person does not mean you're a lying piece of shit, okay? I'd like to get started right away with producer Michael. He's, uh, I, his real name is Michael Blakey. He's from the UK. He's a fucking, he's just the biggest loser ever in history, right? If you go to his IMDB page, you will realize he has not done nothing in at least maybe 20 plus years, okay? And if you look at his resume, you'll see nothing but cap, right? He literally hasn't been relevant in 15 or more years, okay? He is one of the biggest cunts on Instagram and his claim to fame is Tears for Fears and some other people. Ingerberg, fucking Humperdinck. Like, want to talk about fucking out of touch? Like, it's crazy some of the people he listed and some of the things he's produced. Bullshit. Hasn't. Okay. 
And he's literally a fuck. He's one of the biggest clowns on Instagram and Facebook. And what he's known for in LA, in the car industry, in that circle of people in LA, he is known as a faker. Okay. He has told so many people, and he tells people all the time, anyone who will listen, that he's ordered the latest hypercar, okay? That he's getting a Pagani, or he's getting a Kona he's getting this, whatever, boom. And the funny thing is, he doesn't even fucking realize the whole situation, like how you get up. First of all, fuck Pagani, okay? Fucking lame-ass car. But just the shit that he says, like he was telling people he was getting a Huara, right? How do you pronounce it? Huara, Huara, H-U-A-R-Y-A. Fuck that car. Car is lame as hell. I don't give a fuck if the fucking founder AMG fucking started this company. Look, man, shit is whatever. But he told people he was getting one. Didn't even realize you cannot buy one unless you pay in euros. It's all kinds of just little tells that he didn't know. Okay. But he always says he ordered this car. He's go, oh, I got the new ghost. I got no, you don't, bro. All right. He drives a high mileage 488 GTB, like some fucking whack ass fucking wheels. All right. He has an F12. And he has a drop head, all which have high mileage and all which his wife have paid for. What his wife does, I don't know. Just from the sources of people that I know of deal with them because he actually does have to pay maybe a fucking bill for something, whatever it may be. I don't know. He currently lives in a $3 million home in Beverly Hills. Don't know if it's paid off, might have mortgage, but it's not like the life that he claims to say he lives. All right. I've never said he was broke, but he works damn hard just to stay afloat, to cap and con people into thinking his life is beyond spectacular, right? And that's where it bothers me. Recently, my new favorite Instagram page, Baller Busters, decided to take it out to the next level and pull out receipts, okay? And show the serial numbers of all the jets that producer Michael has posted pics in front of in which he has fronted and perpetrated like he owns these jets, Look, all jets have some sort of DNA and they have a long history of ownership, even if it's a fucking corporation, whatever the fuck it may be. And Baller Busters has confirmed that not one single jet that he has posted at any time has been owned by him, right? Has no ties to him, has no ties to any of his corporations or LLCs that he paid $350 each for on LegalZoom.com. He is truly a clown without a circus, right? I knew he was a fraud the moment I met him at a car meet. I was like, yo, bro, what the fuck is up with the eyeliner, dog? You're 70 years old. You know, my boy David Lee, uh, who owns Hingwa Lee, watches. He had a car meet, um, Cars and Chronos, and I met him there. There's just so many fucking guys out here on Instagram, in LA, whatever, that want to be famous, or they want to be just liked. I don't know why. I mean... I guess people want to be like, I don't give a fuck, you know? But because of that, they cap beyond belief. And his main and only source of income is his YouTube channel. I can literally confirm that, okay? In which he has a decent amount of subscribers. I think he has almost a million, whatever. But in every single episode he drops, they're just filled with lies and deceit, all right? He also claims to be a real estate investor, which is, again, cap. I know every fucking that gigantic real estate agent in all of fucking Southern California and even in New York City, okay? He shows off an array of watches from Richard Mills and all kinds of shit. He doesn't own none of that shit, all right? In fact, I know from fact that he met up with Jacob Arabo, obviously Jacob and co, and borrowed some watches for some shit, you know, and just 
he is the epitome of a ghost baller, all right? The watches that he does post are either loaned by the hour or just completely outright not his, okay? I, I watched one video about him showing off a fucking Richard Mill. It was the most disgusting thing that I've ever watched, okay? What's even more pathetic is he has a slight fan club, and these fans are delusional, and they're very defensive, okay? It's really crazy to have built up years and years of outlandish lies. And then this guy's got to wake up every morning knowing that his life is not this life that he, he says it is. You know what I mean? But yet, you continue because you are a true scumbag fuck and have no decency to just chill, all right? I think it's more so because if you cut out his YouTube revenue, then when he would be actually eating at McDonald's like because he'd have to. Not like me because I do it by choice, okay? But that's just, you know, go to uh, at Butler Buster's page. They, they really thoroughly break down all that shit, right? Anyways, next scammer I'd like to highlight and put the spotlight on is Jay Mazzini, a fucking scammer's favorite. This guy is the biggest piece of shit in the world. A fake Muslim, okay? Palestinian piece of shit fucking cocksucker who uses his religion, of course, to make himself look like a man of God. In, in his case, Allah, all right? He's well-groomed, you know? He has no morals whatsoever and has been a piece of shit since his mother birthed him. His wife is a scammer too, so it's a fucking family business, right? He makes his videos via selfie about motivation and not worrying about materialistic items, yet he makes all these videos while driving an exotic or luxury car that he most likely attained by scamming someone, right? What he specializes in is trying to give money to needy, to the people who are poor, walk into a random grocery store or a fucking supermarket. It was later confirmed by all these people that he gave them a little bit of money, but he didn't give them the 10 or 15,000 he said he would, or 45, going to Burger King, gave them 500 bucks, gave him 1,000, which is, you know, whatever. But he specializes in finding helpless people who are literally desperate to make some money fast and tries to make it seem like he's such a good dude. Guy is totally the opposite, all right? And as I've told you all before, all right, if you aren't playing the lottery, there is no shortcut to becoming rich, all right? You got to climb that motherfucking Indiana Jones rope, okay? Jay Mazzini also hires celebs who don't know any better and pays them between like five to $10,000, depending on the level of the star, to co-sign him and post his motivational videos. And he's even got my boy Fabulous. He even got my boy Mike Tyson to post for him, okay? And let me tell you something about Mike, because I know a lot about Mike, right? Mike has a soft spot for Muslims. And the videos that Jay makes could fool a good man with a good heart. But he's also spent a lot of money posting on Worldstar. So I finally had to tell Worldstar, yo, you are literally enabling, allowing a scam artist to associate your network to this guy's deceitful ways, okay? So he's made up scams like buying his shitty Mazzini Italian-made clothing, which is actually cheaply embroidered fucking screen pit trash that is made in New Jersey via Chinese blanks, okay? He tells people that they can win cash by buying his clothes and people fall for it. He's like, if the more you buy, the bigger your chances are, blah, blah, whatever, this, that, whatever. Like, there's actual 
tangible, like no one wants a fucking Mazzini thing. You know, no one wants to be tied to that shit. Okay. You want to be tied to a baseball card or something else? Hey man, you know what? At least there's value and people flip them. Ain't nobody flipping no Mazzini Italy fucking bullshit. All right. But what's got him into huge trouble now is just recently he told people that he would buy Bitcoin from them for $60,000 a coin. And people are like, why are you paying over? And that was like the whole scam, right? He's like, I'll give you more. And he's like, look, the way that my banking setup is, I'm not allowed to buy from Coinbase or Robinhood because I've already been, you know, maxed out. And, uh, you know, I'm paying over market because I can't buy due to my banking situations. My financial institutions won't let me buy anymore because I've already bought as much Bitcoin as my bank will allow me to buy. And basically, he's just capping, all right? And with this latest Bitcoin scam, they, you know, because people fell for it and they're like, oh shit, you know, fuck it. I bought coins at 45,000. I bought coins at 7,000, 10,000. People really thought, like, hey man, time to cash out. Fuck it. He's going to give us some cash. So he did this little bullshit scam where you send him the coins and then he sends these fake wires. Like, he'll send a receipt of a fake wire. In some cases, he actually sent a wire. And then when the wire is incoming, your bank says, oh, wire is incoming, he cancels the wire. Okay. And ready for this? He's stolen over $10 million, okay? So now there's a class action lawsuit against him, and I don't really blame, you know, I'm sorry, no, I, you know, I, I do blame the people. I was going to say I don't blame these victims, but, you know, it's like, how fucking stupid? Even if you're going to spend $5,000, $10,000, let alone seven hundred fifty grand, one guy, another guy, a million, how do you not research the dude and not see you know, if I see one bad thing, right? People may say bad things about me, but then you got to like kind of like look at the character, boom. But it's crazy. It's getting good these days. These guys are real pieces of shit. But with this lawsuit now, I think we finally got him, okay? He can't hide in the wind now because his face is definitely too recognizable. And even if you were to shave that fucking beard, must look like a little fucking worm underneath that fucking beard, right? Even if he were to try to flee to the Middle East, he wouldn't be able to enter due to the times that we're in right now. And speaking of those times, most of these scam artists wait for a recession or as right now a pandemic to take advantage due to the lack of employees or help working at the courts, okay? Therefore, not being able to file civil lawsuits and things like that. But yo, they got his ass right now, okay? This time he fucked up. My question is, why do people like this Take it this far. How do you take people's life saving? You have no heart, right? Like what is mentally wrong with these fools? Again, if Jay were to flee to the Middle East, they would extradite his ass back here for sure. He is a true disgrace to all Palestinians around the world and jail time will hit his ass soon, all right? Can't go fucking see him on Instagram or Twitter anymore. He's disabled all his social media accounts and uh, if you want more info about this, go to YouTube and find a video by CoffeeZilla, just like it sounds, okay? Right on YouTube, CoffeeZilla, he breaks it down to the molecules, all the scams, everything thoroughly, does a great job. Also, at Baller Busters, of course, did a great job outing him as well. And now, speaking of Baller Busters, we have them on the show today via Voice Scrambler, First time ever that we've had, like, you know, text-to-audio guest on BTB, all right? So without further ado, BTB, please welcome Baller Busters. 
What is the reason you started this page really? And when did you create this account? We just celebrated our second birthday. This is more than just an IG page. It's a movement that has taken off. We, at Baller Busters, have as a mission to raise awareness around notorious scam artists that are preying on vulnerable individuals in order to take them for their money but also influencers with deceitful marketing tactics in order to flaunt a lifestyle they do not actually live. Our mission, on top of raising awareness, is to build an educational platform for everybody to be able to learn without being sold a dream, or even worse, losing their savings. Today, we are in a position to do so more than ever thanks to you followers, our fellow contributors and the media. Baller Busters isn't a person, it isn't a group. It's a community built for the people by the people. Social media has become dangerous, toxic and highly unethical. After seeing people from all around the world fall for gurus that we love to call chief clown officers and flex offenders, we couldn't help but fight it. Our future generations deserve better than this. To all the baller busters out there, this is just the beginning of what will become a worldwide movement to clean up social media and make the real reality cool again. To the chief clown officers actively hunting and preying on people, we are coming for you. With humor as usual, but also with a lot of conviction to put an end to the culture that has been installed on social media through the years. And is responsible for a miserable generation of millennials who are obsessed with perfection and discouraged with actual reality. Stay tuned for more as we are actively working on expanding baller busters. The only thing we ask of you is remain ethical in your business endeavors and to never take any shortcuts. As success isn't built overnight, keep your eyes open and don't believe in everything you see on the internet. Two who are the top three all-time social media scammers. It's honestly impossible to name three out of 100s we exposed because they're all so ridiculously dirty. But since you are mentioning Jay Mazzini anyway, we will skip him from the list even though he surely deserves the shout-out. Guy stole from Muslim community by using religion as a weapon. We are honestly shocked he is still alive. People died for less. We would like to name New York-based goals plastic surgery simply because they are responsible for multiple botched and dead patients. One of them was our follower and did not take our story seriously and this is the reason we would like to use your voice to spread awareness. These people are killing uneducated patients through the power of social media influencers which gets to show you in a very brutal way how far would these Instagram celebrities go for free surgery in order to promote an institution they did not even research accordingly.
They have been shut down at Harlem location but they moved to Brooklyn and then the Bronx etc. They keep moving locations so Department of Health can't even follow up. We feel that the only way to really take them down is to make this story go viral. So it's worth a mention, especially if it saves lives. The second person would be Evan Luthra. His whole existence of him is a lie and we won't stop mentioning his name of him until he is cancelled for good. This guy is a narcissistic sociopath with no compassion for his victims he defrauded over hundreds of thousands of dollars, he is an arrogant bully. An also perfect example of someone who paid for sponsored press in Forbes, Vice entrepreneur and other publications to create a non-existing career by claiming he mentored Steve Jobs when he was only 13 ha 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 which lead people to believe that he is legitimate by speaking at conferences across the world. He became a Forbes tech entrepreneur contributor etc. Good news Forbes wiped him out completely after our exposure as well as a few other powerful platforms. He then moved on to defraud people during pandemic selling fake FDA verified masks and much more. Lastly, Hayden Bowles and all of the e-commerce kids and Shopify gurus. Because we owe it to his victims of him. He defrauded kids over hundreds of thousands, never took responsibility over his cruel actions. Instead he purchased cars for himself and his father and bragged about it on his YouTube channel and to this day, even though with reduced popularity, still remains as an ECOMERCE mentor. What's up with that? These kids don't even ship their products and need to be investigated. 3. Have you received any death threats since you started this page? Plenty. As well as lawsuit threats. It's part of the journey. Thankfully we know our rights, and best of luck to you. Not to mention that we could probably buy these fake-ass scammers' entire lives, LMFAO. 4. Do you think Jay Mazzini will finally go to jail? Only if all the people who got defrauded start working together and take action. It is time to report him to the U.S. attorney of the state he is in. Local FBI field office as well, if they begin to receive multiple reports especially about this type of money summed up, they will take action. Reposting a story isn't enough. People need to pick up the damn phone and report this pig. 5. Is there anything you'd like to ask me? Yes, matter of fact one thing we never discussed, you've been calling out fake ballers for many years. Practically speaking you're the OG of this game. Did any of these clowns contact you after you called them out? Producer Michael, Jay Mazzini. I remember you exposing Darman aka Jet Set Life a while ago. This guy used to be everybody's Instagram idol while in reality he was and still is a pathetic loser. Even when one of the dirty jewelers got caught up in nasty drama with 50 cent fake jewelry trying to tag your name along. I think his name was Lax Rob or something like that. Do you cross paths with these people and what's the aftermath like since they know your identity? Thank you for making this happen Ben, sincerely yours, the Baller Busters family. If you guys remember early on, 
I outed this dude, Jet Set Life. And he's done a really good job at scrubbing the internet of his bad name. And, uh, you know, he, he was one of the early, early big pieces of shit on Instagram for sure. He's, he's, he started a wave of fucking scumbags that were out here just, just fronting, man, ghost balling. All right. So um, he's changed his life completely. But yo, this guy, he did it all. Like he, he didn't, his motherfucker had no shame, didn't give a fuck anything to become successful except that you go past your own morals, right? And now he owns a huge YouTube studio. I seen it in Burbank the other day when I was going to the Burbank airport. Actually, when I was doing No Jumper podcast, I was like, oh shit, Darn Man Productions, right? He owns a studio for YouTubers and mostly like, makeup influencers and shit like that. He's producing other stuff. You know, he even get he does a lot of like YouTube content stuff, right? He even started to mess with transgender women who are extremely popular. Like they're huge makeup influencers, these dudes or women, wherever you want, whatever you want to call it, whatever's a proper way of calling it. This dude was fucking around with transgenders and like the reason why I say it is because like this dude was always talking about find a dope chick. Da, da, da. I was trying to find all these fucking bullshit memes to fucking support his scams. And like he tried to have, you know, hot chicks around him. But yo, like for this dude to go out and sleep with some transgenders because to fill his like need to become successful and get in there, like, yo, you on some other shit. Okay. Just to become popular, like, bruh. Okay. He was dating my friend Lily Galici from Shaz of Sunset for a little bit. And she was so oblivious. I didn't even know what to say to her, right? But then she soon cut on and didn't want to have anything to do with him, right? Thank God for Lily. She's a true hustler and she makes her own money. And she was actually paying for everything because when she found out about everything, she was so fucking embarrassed to admit that she'd been bamboozled. She was like, fuck this. So she had the dude sleeping on her couch. She didn't told me everything. She was disgusted, all right? They made these crazy posts, whatever. But Dar was doing the same shit. Took pics of jets he didn't own. Took pictures of fucking homes and cars he didn't own. Was running Ponzi schemes. Yo, I went to, dude, the fucking FBI called me. I don't even know how the fuck they got my phone number. Because I was talking about shit. FBI called me. I was like, yo, it was crazy. The guy's like, he knew a lot about my life. He's like, I actually went to Beverly Hills High School too. And if you don't believe me, you can Google the number for the San Francisco FBI, police department, or the FBI department, blah, blah, whatever. And you could see that I'm a real agent, whatever. It was crazy. But yeah, he was running Ponzi schemes. He was using the cash from those schemes to live a life that he didn't really live. And of course, I caught this dude posting pics of cribs he didn't own. Fucking landlords and people are messaging me like, yo, dude, this is my crib here. Like, he rented out before Airbnb existed too. And um, the way I met him was through a friend of mine who's a real big like beauty blogger, Mariana Hewitt. And later she told me, she's like, oh, you know, uh, Dar just, uh, aka Jet Set Life, he bought me a pair of Christian Louboutins to introduce me to you. And um, this guy actually, we sat down at this restaurant in, um, in Beverly Hills and he tried to get me to invest in some app that he said he had. He's like, I'm in tech. I'm in, man, fuck out of here. You're in cap, fam. Okay? Go figure. Next up is Ty Lopez. I don't have a lot of info on dude. I just knew this dude is full of shit. I just knew. He just sound like he's just watching a little bit. I'm like, yo, dude, this dude is 100% cap. Okay? But apparently from uh, Baller Busters, he is the goat of all scammers. Okay? He also finessed his way into a legit lifestyle. All right? So... 
be careful before you sign up for these classes, even if they're fucking for low amounts of money. Like just, man, most motherfuckers who really want to help you are going to give you the classes for free, okay? Tony Robbins is cheaper than all these motherfuckers, but he's not going to tell you you're going to get rich. He's trying to change your mindset, right? Speaking of mindset, I need to, I want to get a psychologist to come on to Behind the Baller and explain to me why or what brings these guys to do this type of shit, okay? And by the way, are there any female scam artists out there like this, okay? Like Grant Cardone, JT Fox, and fucking, uh, what's that dude's name, Brad Hager? If so, and immediately, the crazy thing is, I get on Clubhouse, just filled with these fucking guys, and as soon as I get on Clubhouse, I screenshot this dude, Brad, who's, who the fuck is this dude? Fucking seven-page bio. And I put it on, on Twitter, just laughing. Next thing I know, this dude's getting called out for being a scammer. I'm telling you, I see it from fucking so far away. If you guys know of any female scam artists, please email behindtheballerpod at gmail.com, okay? Now, to switch it up a little bit, it's not a scammer in the ways of the previous people I've mentioned, but sort of like a false prophet, right? In fact, he's allegedly done a lot of good for many people, and he's also super loved by the black community, you know, so it's like, okay, am I walking on eggshells? Now, fuck that. Like, I thought about it for a little bit, and I was like, you know what? Hold on, man. There are rumors out there that he was killed by the government. You know, Nick Cannon is trying to do this documentary on him. I think Nipsey Hussle was doing something on him. And if to tell you the truth, me and Nipsey would have had a deep conversation. But at the same time, look, bro, some people live their life a certain way, and, and you know, it could be cool, right? But Alfredo Darrington Bowman, a Honduran herbalist commonly known as Dr. Sebi, is a dude... I had to put on my radar once he convinced some of my good friends against vaccines, all right? One of those people was my old best friend, Q. Yes, Q World Star, rest in peace. And the things Dr. Sebi preaches about is like plant-based diets and fasting. And he talks a lot about acidity and living an alkaline-based life, which is true. This ain't like some fucking, you know, some revelation, like some secret shit. You know, people know, eat healthy, boom. It's not like it's a fucking secret, Right. But where he got in trouble was when he said he found a cure for AIDS and also other like uncurable diseases, okay? Now, I hate to even put the good doctor in the same category as Judy Mikovits from the famed and now debunked pandemic. But if you do a simple court search, legal records, okay, you will find records that not only was Dr. Sebi sued by the government for these claims of finding a cure for AIDS, but he lost Okay, there is no evidence anywhere, anywhere of a single man being cured by him from a, a severe disease. Okay, and yet he is highly praised by a large community of people. So look, um, a lot of the hotel people, right? They fuck when I'm heavy. Okay, black people naturally have a distrust of institutional medicine. It is very justified. Okay. But with the lack of coverage of medicine in the black community, many people will go search for an alternative medicine, right? Or alternative medicines. Dr. Sebi pretty much preyed on those type of people, okay? Dr. Sebi said disease is caused by acidity in the body and that it cannot exist in an alkaline environment. What he did not fucking understand is simple high school biology, okay? And by the way, he was not an accredited actual doctor 
So you, you guys expect me or anyone else to believe that he had a cure for AIDS? The fuck? Look, he used people's desperation for a cure to make a living, okay? He sold products that advertised a cure for AIDS, for leukemia, for lupus, and even sickle cell, and, and even more, all right? That's when they took him to court and he lost because he couldn't prove his claims and then he had to change his entire brand, okay? But he was also put on trial for practicing medicine without a license. But since he was offering dietary advice, he technically was not practicing medicine as defined by law and that's why he won that case only. Not because of his studies or his herbs worked. No, it, that's not it. He lost, okay? And I wanted to rock with dude because I heard so many good things about dude, but I'm done. Those are my things you could find. Do some Google searches, do some, do some real searches. You find people, oh, you're hating, hating on the black man. No, dog, not at all, all right? I love my boy Hotep Jesus, but this is just one of the few things that we just can't agree on, okay? Now, lastly, I am a journalist, okay? No cap, this is a big podcast now. I report the good, the bad, okay? I don't tell you guys that I don't miss, right? I miss a lot, meaning, you know, I miss shots, you know? Like, I don't post only my wins, you know? I, I mean, for the most part now in my life, you know, I, I kind of know how to win, right? So, you know, I talk about my defeats on here, but mostly I talk about what works for me. And, like, you guys are welcome to try it, but it, not, it might not work for you, okay? But, look, this ain't a highlight reel like that. I mean, real talk, I talk about times I've been beaten in certain things and whatever it may be. I take losses here and there, right? People just want to hear about the wins, but I talk about the losses too. But really, a good routine is a good start to success, all right? I tell people all the time, I don't have the fucking recipe. I don't have the fucking blueprint to this shit, okay? But I also don't sell any classes. This podcast is free, all right? I don't have a book out there that's trying to tell somebody or show somebody how to be successful. Now, if I ever sell a book or ever write a book, it's going to be just about my life story and just how unique the Forrest Gump of hip hop's come up was, all right? So with all that said, I'm a journalist, right? People have criticized me for having Vegas Dave on my show. Look, I had Selena fucking Powell on the show. Who gives a fuck, right? It's not about, oh, you give him a platform. No, I didn't. Motherfucker, we talked about... I wanted to hear his side of the story. That was it. At that point in time, he did very well in the hobby, especially with his Mike Trout sports cards, right? But now what he's saying against the hobby, now it's not that he's saying rocket science, and he's just more upset. People are in there. Look, there's, now there's NFTs, there's other shit, there's NBA Top Shop. Like, he's tripping. Like He's just really mad that his Derek Carr investment, all his Derek Carr cards, they, like, he put all this effort into, made this old fucking video that he had this fucking Louis Vuitton back. There's millions in here. This is going to be a good thing. And it just didn't pan out like he predicted it would, okay? And look, I'm sure Vegas Dave has been right, you know, a few times here and there, but he allegedly has been wrong a lot, all right? What I don't like is the fake comments. It's just, you go to his Instagram and you're going to see a shit ton of fake comments, all fake. And then he'll do the engagement thing, like, listen... Comment, go, leave, go, blah, blah, whatever. I'm giving money out. And when you give money out, you know, things like that, whatever. I'm giving money out. I'm not telling people. I'm not doing shit. I'm not selling anything, right? But, you know, from some of my boys, like one of my boys, Dan, 
He's told me his actual engagement is very good. And why wouldn't it be? You know, he, he gives away money and whatever. But why also do you buy 2,000 fake comments? It's so obvious, you know. Where I'm also baffled is I get a ton of DMs and a bunch of emails after I had him on the show. You know, um, they're showing me where he sent customers bets, right? Betting picks for a game. And let's say, for example, um, he told one of the listeners of my show, who was a customer of his, that he had a whale bet, right? He says, oh, I got whale bets all day long, blah, blah. Sometimes it disables comments. I don't know if that's because, you know, the fake comments aren't available at that time or, you know, it's just too much shit. It's just, it's crazy. You can't disable comments. Well, you could. I don't think he understands that yet. And I guarantee once he does find out that you can disable comments and replies on uh, Twitter, he'll start doing that. But he told one of his customers, who happened to be a BTB listener, that he should bet on the money line for the Chiefs Okay, and then there are other people who bet on the same game and they got the whale bet to bet on the same game on the same day, the screenshots for the Buccaneers money line. So I'm like looking at these screenshots like, what the fuck, bro? You're playing both sides. Like imagine like, you know, tonight I'd be like, oh, you know, Lakers minus seven. And then they're playing like fucking uh, the Timberwolves and be like, you know what? Timberwolves plus eight. Just the most unbelievable shit in the world. I, and I don't even know if this is true, right? People are real creative with fucking coming up with screenshots and things and everything. But again, for clarity, on a day that he said he went 10 for 10 on his well picks, there were clients of his who showed me he definitely lost at least half of those bets, okay? And I've seen a couple times where, you know, I don't buy the things, but it's just like he says things. And like, he'll tell me things via text, like, y'all got the Saints on this, boom. And when they win, of course they win, but when they lose, he don't say shit, then they'll come out. Oh, I went undefeated. Again, this is Instagram, okay? Like I said, you can't buy fake comments on Twitter. If you go to his tweets and you read the comments, they're fucking brutal. And this shit ain't, it's not cool, okay? Because there's real sports handicappers out there who have outed Dave and, um, you know, they make a living off of this. And you just got to go to his Twitter and look at these things, man. And so, look, it'll all unveil, you know, of who he is. And, and you know, he's been angry. I'm sure he did have, you know, he, he did go to court. He got, you know, sued and he had all kinds of shit. He went to, I don't know, get arrested and whatever. He's got his cases against um, the state of Nevada. He's pissed at all of the people. He's pissed off that he's short and whatever it may be. He's got a lot of reasons to be angry, I'm sure. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Uh, meanwhile, we keep it 1,000% transparent over here. Okay, especially when it comes to our sports picks. And we have a winning record. We don't have a 500 record. We don't have a 580. We have a winning record. Okay, so don't forget to follow at DB Podcasts on Instagram. They got legit picks. And the pricing for their picks are fucking low. And they don't, they've had nothing but mad middle, like super winners, mad winners, a lot of motherfucking winners, a lot of happy clients. Anyways, now the last piece of shit we will feature on this episode is a dude named James Curry. He's a multimillionaire, LA dude, no typical fucking guy. And he bought his 17 year old son, a Lamborghini Urus. Okay. And now his son was driving out of control like a dickhead in West LA last month, uh, February 17th, I believe. And he hit a Lexus. And in that Lexus was a 32 year old lady by the name of Monique Munez. And she died on site, okay? The father allegedly paid off the district attorney to not pick up the case. 
And guess what? The city didn't pick it up. Now, I don't know if you guys know this. When you get arrested, you know, I've been arrested for a few things. Uh, the time when I got shot and then by accident, you know, like there's an illegal discharge of a firearm, you, get, you know, it could be a felony. Usually when it's a felony, it's a big case. DA, I don't, even if it's fucking like something like they're just too backed up, they're going to pick it up. But because of the times are going on right now and everything else, the fact they didn't pick up a vehicular manslaughter case for a 17-year-old kid, rich kid, killing a fucking innocent woman, like, that's crazy. So it brings up a lot of red flags. You know, he did, the dad, James, he did all that he could do within his power to try to sweep it under the rug. He did again. He did a professional scrubbing job. And uh, look, as a father of a son, I get it, Okay. I will protect my son at all costs. I will do whatever the fuck it takes to try to, you know, help him, whatever it may be. And I would do whatever I could. But I also wouldn't hand my 17-year-old son a 650-horsepower exotic sports car, okay? Especially without at least professional driving courses, track training, all that type of stuff, okay? The kid was reckless, couldn't handle the power, and he fucked up. Okay, now James Curry is saying he's praying for the family. He was quiet forever, right? Posting shit, you know, making posts and just kind of ignoring the situation, not making a statement, but yet still posting on Instagram stories, posts and everything, trying to avoid as if everything was honky-dory. He thought shit was sweet, okay? And now he made a statement, finally, like in the last 24 hours, oh, I'm praying for the family of Monique Munoz, you know? He avoided all that shit for a month, okay? Like it wasn't no big deal, all right? The media said that James Curry's son suffered minor injuries. But now James Curry made a statement. They said that after he went to the hospital, they said it like a week later, two weeks later, you know, from they, they go to get the fucking, you know, the reporters, man, they'll get the fucking story. They'll fucking have, they have so many plugs at Cedar sinai St. John's, any big hospital, okay? They're like, they're minor injuries. Now, again, I'm not here to fucking, you know, to debunk what the dad is saying now. But what the dad says now, he made a statement with the same time saying he's praying for Monique, you know, blah, blah, blah. Please pray for, you know, for my son now because he suffered brain damage. Yo, man, you know, look, you see people who get hit on the football field. You can understand it makes sense. And look, maybe he does. All right. It just, shit just don't add up. You know, when shit don't add up, you know, um, that's when uh, I tend to get a little skeptical. And I don't like that word skeptical, you know, because I'm not a skeptical dude. I kind of look at hard facts, you know. But uh, bottom line is we need justice for Monique Munoz, okay? We need to get this case picked up by the DA. And this needs to be seen in front of a court, in front of a jury. There needs to be a trial, okay? I forgot to mention that his son was driving 120 miles per hour on a busy, you know, like a popular street, not a highway, okay? By the way, I forgot to mention this. His son does not have a driver's license, okay? I know there's a pandemic going on, all this shit, and it probably turned 16 during the fucking, uh, the pandemic when it started. I don't give a fuck, all right? It sucks. It sucks for everyone involved, but that kid has to face the music no matter what he's got going on. And again, we need justice for Monique Munoz, okay? So look, to wrap shit up, guys, Make sure you check out my interview on New York Magazine about the 10 things I cannot live without. I have partnered with Remy Martin to give away two iced out keys made with VS Clarity Diamonds in 18 karat white gold and 18 karat yellow gold, which represent Los Angeles and Atlanta 
respectively. Okay, these are ten thousand dollar keys each. So they ain't some cheap shit. Okay, go to the link in my bio on Twitter or on IG, Instagram. Go to my link, right, and you can see how you can enter, and a winner will be announced this Saturday. Now, I finally got spaces on Twitter. Shout out to my boy Rishi. So later today, I'm going to try it out maybe. I don't know how it works. I'm going to figure it all out, right, and mess with it and see how this shit works. But uh, I do appreciate it for the early plug. I know it's in beta still. We were going to find out if this shit spaces beats Clubhouse. Um, but in the meanwhile, I'd like to thank Matt Belinsky, Cole Harris, Aria Price, and Chris No for joining my first ever live podcast episode on Clubhouse. It was a huge success. It was dope as fuck. I'll be doing more of them. Um, I don't know, maybe once or twice a month. And maybe we do it on Spaces next. Who knows? I don't know. But thank you for all of you who tuned in. Okay? Make sure you check out The Last Chance You. Um, I'm sorry, The Last Just make sure you check out Last Chance You on Netflix. I'm not going to do any spoilers, but this is the first time a basketball coach in a team has been featured. And the junior college that's being featured is ELAC a.k.a. East L.A. College, which brings back a lot of memories of me as a kid because I used to run track meets there when I was real young. Um, it's pretty crazy. What's even crazier is all those track meets and events I did from even football to basketball to softball, I almost never had my parents there, right? I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm just saying. It's fucking insane that I walked to a lot of these places and a lot of these walks took over an hour. And this is like, you know, in the early 80s, you know? So I don't know, look at... More about that later. I'm going to get into that. Listen, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend about BTB and you will get chances to win shit on here. And be careful of all these motherfucking scammers out here. Please make sure you do your research. All right, everyone. God bless. Make it a great day. We're out. Yo, Lakey Lake. All right, homie. Send us home, bro.